Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hi, folks. Uh, welcome to the uh, next installment of the Pigskin Past. Uh, my name is Joe Zagorski, and tonight I'm going to be re-examining Super Bowl V. Now, Super Bowl V was uh, played in January of 1971, I didn't get a chance to watch it live. I was just a little too young. Super Bowl VI is the first Super Bowl that I remember watching. Uh, but Super Bowl V was a unique Super Bowl. It was between the Baltimore Colts and the Dallas Cowboys, but it represents a number of unique firsts in the league uh, championship games. It was the very first Super Bowl after the new AFL-NFL merger of 1970. It was also the very first Super Bowl to be played on an artificial surface. Uh, Polyturf was the specific name played in Miami's Orange Bowl. It was also the first and so far only Super Bowl to see a member of the losing team be awarded the game's most valuable player award. And that honor went to Dallas linebacker Chuck Howley. Uh, it was uh, the very first Super Bowl to go down to the wire before a winner was crowned. And of course, it was also the very first Super Bowl where the winner's trophy was renamed the Vince Lombardi Trophy because the great uh, Green Bay Packers head coach passed away earlier that year in 1970. Now, Super Bowl V uh, culminated what was considered up to that time the most competitive season in NFL history. Uh, the game itself was very competitive. And of course, now, years later, and certainly right afterwards, Super Bowl V has been derided by many onlookers with different names. Some called it the Blunder Bowl, others called it the Blooper Bowl. Some called it the Fumble Bowl, the Mistake Bowl, etc. You get the idea. Well, the game saw an incredible total of 10 turnovers, and that still ties with a Super Bowl record. I believe uh, 10 turnovers also in Super Bowl XII. Uh, the game, uh, if you saw the game or if you ever watched it on DVD, or even if you saw the Super Bowl V highlight film, You'd have to agree that the hard hitting from both defenses caused a lot of those fumbles and interceptions, more so than just the apparent nervousness of the opposing offenses. You would have to say that uh, the defensive performances of both the Cowboys and the Colts made Super Bowl V one of the best defensive Super Bowls of all time. Each team only gained uh, four first downs by running the ball all game long. Now that's, that's really stopping the run very well. And of course their passing attacks, they were hardly any more successful. Uh, Baltimore could earn only six first downs by throwing the ball, 
and Dallas could account for only five first downs by throwing the ball. And when you consider that guys like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes get five or six first downs on one single drive by throwing the ball, let me let you know how far the offenses have come over the last several decades. Now, the Colts in Super Bowl V, if you think the rushing attacks were any better, they weren't. The Colts could only gain 2.2 yards per rush, while the Cowboys could only gain 3.3 yards per rush in Super Bowl V. So the running game, that wasn't getting it done, and naturally there was no running back that gained anywhere near 100 yards in that game. Like I said, both defenses pretty much made their respective teams they, they gained a berth in Super Bowl V because of their defenses. Those defenses, the Colts and Cowboys, surrendered hardly anything to the opposing offenses that they faced down the stretch of the 1970 regular season and in the playoffs. Specifically in the playoffs, Baltimore gave up a total of 17 points before, before they went into Super Bowl V. That's two playoff games. The same amount of games, Dallas gave up only 10 points. It's interesting to note that um, both Baltimore and Dallas shut out their opponents in their divisional playoff rounds. Baltimore shut out the Cincinnati Bengals 17-0. Dallas shut out the um, Detroit Lions 5-0. And of course, uh, you know, 5-0 is the lowest scoring uh, playoff game in modern NFL history, uh, which Dallas won. Couldn't get a touchdown against that tough Detroit defense, but the Dallas defense was enough to help them win. Uh, it was the Dallas offense in Super Bowl V that really choked during the fourth quarter, and that ruined their chances to win Super Bowl V. Uh, Dallas quarterback Craig Morton threw three key interceptions in the fourth quarter, and that practically gave the game to Baltimore. Uh, one of those interceptions was uh, picked off on a deflected pass by Baltimore safety Rick Bolt, and he carried the ball right to the Dallas three-yard line. A friend of mine, Tom Nowatsky, who scored a touchdown a couple of plays later, uh, told me several years ago that just to give you an idea of how unsophisticated the play calling was back then, he ran a dive play up into the middle, and he couldn't get a he couldn't get into the end zone with it. So he he goes back in the huddle with Earl Morrill at that time, the Baltimore quarterback, and he said, "I I ran it incorrectly. I was up too high. Just give it to me again, and I'll get it in there." <laughs> and Morrill did, and he did. He scored. And to this day, he says it's one of his greatest thrills of all time was being able to score a touchdown in a Super Bowl, especially a Super Bowl that you end up winning. Now, the Colts, on their hand, did try their hardest to give the game back to the Cowboys. Uh, I, I mentioned Earl Morrill, but Johnny Unitas also, they combined for a total of three interceptions themselves. Uh, Johnny started the game, but he was injured by a hit from Dallas defensive end George Andry that uh, cracked some of uh, Johnny's ribs and Earl came in late in the second quarter and quarterbacked the team the rest of the way. Uh, but in the end, it was a rookie. Baltimore place kicker Jim O'Brien who connected on a 32-yard field goal with just five seconds remaining 
to win Super Bowl V for the Colts, 16-13. Yes, it was a mistake-filled game. But it was an extremely exciting game which went down to the wire, and uh, it was thus a great Super Bowl game to begin what is arguably the greatest decade in pro football history. Once again, this is Joe Zagorski uh, thanking you for listening to the Pigskin Past. Have a good day. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.